Hello and welcome to Dealcast, the weekly M&A podcast presented to you by Merger Market and SS&C Intralinks. I'm Juliana Needham. I'm a business journalist who's been covering M&A for a decade. Now, the use of AI has exploded in the past year with the proliferation of ChatGTP and other tools. But how does AI factor into deal discussions when it comes to software and technology deals? To find out more, I'm joined by Gustav Hoymark Jensen, who's a senior reporter for Merger Market covering software and technology for the Nordic and DAC regions. Hi, Gustav. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Juliana. So can you start by explaining how the software and tech-enabled services sector have been impacted by AI, but particularly from a deal-making perspective, please? Sure. Um... I think, you know, from, from speaking to lots of sources uh, across Europe, um, I mean, software and tech-enabled services has, you know, been affected by AI for quite a while, uh, but definitely there's been a new sort of emergence of uh, AI-related questions when it comes to deal-making. Um, you have a lot of potential investors asking, you know, to see uh, direct strategies relating to how a provider or a platform uh, either, you know, has or will incorporate AI into offerings and workflows. And also you have, you know, I mean, bankers on, on either side of the table, either sell side or buy side, basically angling for either uh, a premium or a discount uh, because of potential uh, disruption in the future. Um, and also, I don't think there's any doubt about the fact that, you know, it's it, it's quite a central part of the dealmaking process now when it comes to tech and, and software. Um, I think it probably was before sort of chat GPT came around, but definitely more uh, prevalent now. Thank you. And... Could you tell us how dealmakers are handling the questions around AI when it comes to deal multiples and also investment returns? Sure. I think, uh, again, we have to look at, um, you know, AI as being divided into a few different brackets when we talk about um, sort of transactions and and multiples and valuations. Um, And... You know, it, it, it's not all transactions where AI is a relevant uh, parameter, but we can come back to, to a few of those sectors later. Um, I think uh, now, you know, one will argue that there are different um, kinds of, you know, uh, basically creating the argument for an AI premium and also for an AI discount. Uh, and it seems, you know, when I see, so the, the vast majority of, you know, teasers and information memorandums that I come across um, they mention uh, AI uh, in either form. Um, either it's like, you know, what are we going to do about AI in the coming years or what have we done already and why should we be paid more uh, for our efforts in this space? Um, and I think the really interesting uh, thing is to look at, you know, the different approaches that both banks and uh, sponsors and investors have uh, in terms of calculating the effect of AI and also, you know, its effect on longer term growth and whether this is, uh, you know, truly sustainable, because at some point it'll become, you know, the new normal. So you can't really, you know, gain an advantage just by being sort of AI um, ready or AI active. So the AI premium might be like the an ESG premium, for example. Yeah, I mean, you could you could definitely uh, uh, sort of compare it to that. I think, um, you know, uh, it has to be part of the conversation uh, now. And I think every sort of PE, every sponsor out there will be thinking about um, how AI is going to come in to this business uh, at some point. And Gustav, do you have any examples of particular deals? 
Uh, yeah, so um, I remember we covered uh, quite a large uh, UK-based uh, software testing business called Qualitest. Um, I think we covered it at the beginning of this year, back in January. Um, it's quite a big company. They do between 80 and $100 million uh, in EBITDA, so quite a chunky one. Um, and this deal actually um, was put on hold because there was just too many questions around AI and there was too many questions from the sponsor side as to you know how AI was going to basically change the business model um, because what they do is that they, they they test software in many different kind of you know ways and and, and um, in many different um, environments and AI is, has, has played a big role there and they also provide AI testing and I think Many sponsors just were looking for a bit of clarity, which wasn't really there in terms of, you know, how they got to uh, the valuation that they got to. Because obviously the sell side was, you know, very um, keen on uh, cashing in on, 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 on their AI capabilities. But um, the sponsors and the buyers out there couldn't really get to the same kind of multiples with AI. And that kind of shows, you know, this discrepancy between um, the two sides of the table when, when it comes to AI. They have very different ways of 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 calculating value. Um, and I think, you know, obviously it's to be expected for businesses like this, um, but it's also, you know, becoming a lot more contentious, I think. And, and you know, um, this situation was actually pretty, it was pretty advanced. Um, and I think uh, it was just, you know, a matter of the fact that they couldn't justify price because there was uncertainty over AI. Um, and I mean, overall, you know, you know, the bankers that I speak to say that AI will be, you know, this great accelerator and enabler, um, but it'll still come with quite um, a significant portion of what could be maybe phrased as AI risk. Uh, I know that AI risk is a term that many bankers work with in terms of whether there's, you know, future disruption on the horizon. Um, and they also start to employ, you know, these sort of AI affected multiples, AI discounts and AI premiums. And I guess that things are moving so fast. People have said it, it's the kind of the, the next frontier of the, the digital revolution that it, it must be really hard for to understand valuations. And you say, you mentioned this deal that was announced at the beginning of the year. Perhaps if it was announced uh, later on this year or, or revisited uh, now, the perspective would be very, very different and the valuation might be very, very different because people have seen with the explosion of chat GTP, People have seen how how things are are moving in that direction significantly. Yeah. So just to uh, to clarify, actually, the deal the deal wasn't announced. There was a story that that we put out um, in in terms of you know the owners having appointed banks uh, for the deal to to eventually I mean sort of the business to eventually come to market. Um, nothing ever materialized, which is which is what I meant with it being put on hold. Um, so I think. You know they would have loved to announce something, and I think uh, you know they're gonna they're gonna try again once there's more clarity around these things. Um, it was just to emphasize the fact that you know AI can trip up some quite you know big deals out there because there is still um, kind of a, like a gap between where the buyers are and where the sellers are in terms of valuation and how to value AI. Yeah, and I think with just about every other transaction as well. Um, but not every sector has been affected by AI, has it? Could you talk about some of those that it hasn't reached yet? Yeah. Um, so actually, I, I thought, you know, personally that it was going to, you know, come for lots of businesses in the consulting sector because there's lots of, 
you know, businesses that basically, you know, they deal in the space, you know, just between tech and IT services and how to integrate various offerings and software platforms and so on. Um, and I thought, you know, consulting is basically based on having, you know, lots of data, lots of past cases. And from there on, you can basically um, provide, you know, the best solution for clients. Um, so I, you know, thought that this was a prime victim for some, you know, some of the AI questions. Um, but actually, consulting has proven quite resilient uh, to AI. And, and when, I, when I speak to bankers and I ask them why, you know, why hasn't consulting, uh, for example, been disrupted by, by AI, they say that, look, it's still, um, I mean, the funny thing with consulting is that it's very much uh, a people's business. So it's very much dependent on, you know, personal relationships, having, you know, recurring clients uh, that you build up a relationship with. Um, and I think ultimately that's still more important than an AI suggesting a great, you know, solution uh, because there's still, you know, someone to look in the eye and there's still someone to come into office and implement these things. Um, of course, I mean, you know, AI is going to, as the bankers also mentioned, they're going to, you know, accelerate, you know, different things in terms of workflows of what consultancies can do. Um, but it's still, and I was surprised, uh, you know, some of these people businesses are proving to be more resilient than I had imagined. So crystal ball time, let's look at how AI can evolve in this sector. Where do you see the future for it in the next, say, five years time? Um, it's always, you know, incredibly difficult to to predict. Um, so with that disclaimer, I'm going to say that uh, AI is going to be, I think, um, you know, a core element of valuation talks in this space going forward uh, when it comes to software and tech. Um, I think any business out there who, you know, is coming to market, if the sell side isn't prepared to answer very critical questions on AI and how AI is going to, you know, affect the business, um, they're not going to fetch, you know, the highest possible price. I think on the other hand, if you have a very clear definition of AI strategy, you know, how you're putting yourself, um, you know, ahead in the market, uh, I think you can definitely still get sort of an AI premium. Um, but I think the, the, the premiums are going to fall away and it'll be more a case of, you know, how big of a discount will be implemented if you don't do the things that become standard uh, in a few years. Um, and I think a lot of, you know, um, a lot of education out there is going on. I think a lot of the, you know, major banks, but also the boutiques are spending lots of time, you know, trying to understand AI, you know, much better uh, because it, it is still, I mean, it's been around for some time, but definitely become uh, part of the discussions, I think, in a higher to higher degree now. Um, and I think, you know, as bankers and and sponsors as well, you know, continue to educate themselves, uh, we'll see much more sophisticated uh, valuation models and much more sort of, I think the gap is going to lessen more and more um, as we go forward. Um, and I think, you know, you can have some more, maybe uh, even more fruitful discussions on how AI can be um, part of future growth. That's great, Gustav. Thanks very much. Thanks, Juliana. Thank you. That was senior reporter Gustav Hoymark Jensen. Thanks for listening to Dealcast presented by Merger Market and SSNC Intralinks. Please rate, review, and follow the podcast. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or look out for your Merger Market news alert. For more information, have a look at our show notes. Join us again next week.